Hello, welcome. You are listening to WZLY Wellesley, and my name is Emma, and welcome to Sync, a show where we discuss media and television and movies and music and why everything works together and why it matters. So today's show I am very, 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 very excited about because today's show is biopics. Now, we love to see biopics. We really, truly do. Um, I personally really love biopics. I think biopics can be done really well. Biopics can be a whole nightmare, and I think it really depends on, A, if you're going to do an original cast recording and have the actor or actress do the uh, re-sing the songs of the individual they're playing, or if they are um, just going to lip-sync over the original song. So, like, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is like that. The Doors biopic is like that. Like, if you think about biopics, they're generally like that. But these ones that I have chosen are, well, they're interesting to say the least. But I actually took um, biopics that have original cast recordings by, like, singers that also played the characters that the biopic is about, the people that the biopic is about, wow, um, and mixed them with the original. So every song that I play tonight will be a mashup of the two songs. So I'm very excited about that. I want you to know that I only got seven songs because there are not that many biopics that have like original recordings because they are very, very hard. I am going to discuss each one a little bit. This show might run a little bit short. I have one that I am so excited about. It is an Elton John one. I am so excited about it. I would like for it to be released as a single by the, like by the, uh, 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 like the creators of Rocket Man. I think it's so good. So if you have to leave early, or I guess, I don't know if this is applicable, but like if you're coming late, please tell me because I would like to play this for as many people as possible. I think it's so good. I am extremely excited about it. And I'm, it's not even good because like I mixed it. It's good because the the actor did such a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic job singing the song. Anyway, let's get started. So this first song is from um, Bessie, which was on HBO uh, 2015, and it is about Bessie Smith. Now, Bessie Smith is an icon. She was one of the first, I guess, like, recognized popular sing like blues singers. Um, here's the deal. So, like, there were a lot of black songwriters this is like something I learned in my American popular music class so like taking it at my professor's word and I personally believe him and we read things about it but um anyway uh she's one of the first black uh uh blues singers to sort of gain a lot of prestige and fame and but before then there were a lot of black songwriters writing songs that record companies then basically gave to white singers because they were seen as more palatable by a general audience. Um, but then white people were like, oh my gosh, like, black culture, like, I guess, like, we can become spectators of that. You know what I mean? Like, let's just, like, I don't know, like, use black individuals as our own entertainment instead of, I don't know, like, believing that they have rights. Anyway, that is <laughs> a whole other conversation. But essentially, Bessie Smith is fantastic. We love her very much. I personally think this biopic was extremely well done. I'm a little bit biased, but I personally think this biopic was unbelievably well done. Queen Latifah plays Bessie Smith, and she is absolutely amazing. I love it. She's so good. Um, uh, before I play the song, yes, we are streaming. It is good. It's on Apple, it's on Spotify, and it's on a platform called Anchor. So everything is bit.ly, which is a uh, URL shortener, and then it's slash uh sync dash either like whatever platform it's on apple spotify or anchor so like if it was spotify be bit.ly slash uh sync dash spotify and all the links are on my facebook posts you get the point if you want the links i will text them to you just dm me or message me or text me and that will be good so anyway let's get started with the show because honestly at this point we should just play the music. So this is Bessie Smith and Queen Latifah playing or er, singing Long Old Road. And something I want you all to know, um, this song is not applicable to this song, but um, <laughs> a lot of times these are in different keys and I will go on about that later. Uh, but I did the very best I could to act these up. This is a wonderful uh, portrayal by Queen Latifah and wonderful job by the uh, music supervisor, if you get my drift. So here is Long Old Road. <laughs> 
That was Long Old Road by Queen Latifah and Bessie Smith. As I said before, um, I am literally playing these off of Logic. Love to see it. Um, uh, If you will notice, there was a second part where I had Bessie and Queen Latifah sing together. And the point of me doing that, like they were off, they were off beat. And the point of me doing that was to show that um, early blues singers, part of what made blues uh, different, like it made it a different genre than, I guess, old ragtime, which influenced jazz and swing and blues, which are all very different. But the thing that sort of um, sets blues apart is that blues singers tend to uh, go on the offbeat. Now, we're going to get to Billie Holiday, and I will have an entire conversation about Billie Holiday, Lady Sings the Blues, and Diana Ross. That is an entirely different conversation. But personally, I think Queen Latifah did a really good job. She sings a lot on the onbeat, I guess, and that is um, very, that is, that is what that is. But I think she did a really, really, really good job getting the very soulful element of Bessie's voice. Um, you also notice that Queen Latifah's version has a lot more uh, backing and a lot more inst- uh, orchestral um presence to it and i think two things with that one it could just be like uh uh more like it creates for a fuller performance especially in a movie setting where i guess yeah where the soundtrack really 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 does matter and having a re-recorded version of that like with another singer like it's not entirely like maybe the greatest thing or the best thing to try and copy that original recording because it does seem very hollow and the second thing is it seems hollow because at the time i believe this was in the 20s please don't judge me if i'm wrong um but the way that recording happened was that basically everybody would sort of gather around one device because this was pre-electronics almost pre almost pre-microphone um Potentially there was like one or two microphones, but essentially everyone would gather around one thing and it was live. And it was, so the things that were picked up the most uh, primarily were the singers. And if you go back earlier to where there were less singers and it was more just instrumental, whether that be uh, uh, ragtime or jazz or, um, I don't know, there are a lot of genres that are kind of unnamed. They sort of all blend together depending on who's playing or singing them. And the same song can sort of fit into different genres. But in those versions, like the horns come out a lot more than the bass. And basically, the the more present or the higher pitched it was, the more it came out. Um, and I think with Bessie, that is really important to note those two differences. However, comma, I think that it was really important that um, Queen Latifah had that uh, backing orchestral. Because in, in the movie, which everybody should watch, it's so good, that um, was really important. It was really nice to see. Uh, I really love that movie. So, yeah. Our next song is I'm Not There, which is from the uh, the movie I'm Not There, which is about Bob Dylan. Uh, again, a really good movie, a really good movie. Um, I think that that is a kind of, I don't want to say extreme difference, but like Bob Dylan's life was extremely interesting in this particular biopic has a lot of nuance to it it got a little bit of criticism but the soundtrack to this biopic is absolutely incredible now the song i chose is actually the sonic youth cover of i'm not there because the version of i'm not there that's in the movie is actually a basement recording of bob dylan i don't believe it was really released until this movie i could be wrong um but i don't think it was i don't know if there's a live version anywhere i couldn't find anything um I don't think it's on the soundtrack except for the one that I played here that was a recording that wasn't released at the time. Um, 
but yeah, <laughs> this is an extremely, two very different aesthetics that I tried very hard to blend together. So please do not judge me. Logic is a super fun program and sometimes it likes to bug out on me. So you will notice a couple of those things in this, but the Sonic Youth version is extremely overpowering and the Bob Dylan version is literally him in his basement singing the song. So let's just get into that. This is Bob Dylan and Sonic Youth uh, singing and covering, I guess, I'm Not There. Oh, I believe it in my mind I'm 
never told Like I said when I before Carry on the crying And she's on Betsy told her like I said Carry on I wish I was there to help her But I'm not there I'm gone Alright, that was I'm Not There by um, Bob Dylan and Sonic Youth. Uh, that one's super interesting. I don't know. Also, like, the Sonic Youth version is literally um, them singing. And, like, all Sonic Youth songs, it's, like, backed, uh, part of the backing uh, instrumentals are static, um, is static. Both the static in the stream and the static in the song. But, yeah, no, I've been informed by my Uncle Paul that um, it was in Robbie Robertson and the band's basement at Woodstock. So that's cool. I don't... We are unclear about whether or not there was anything released. Uh, potentially there were some demos, but I think this is the first, like, potentially in in the biopic, it was the first time that this was, like, cleaned up and uh, 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 released more professionally, to my knowledge, to our knowledge. If I'm wrong, it's okay. Yes, thank you so much. So this next one I am so excited about. Like, I, this is what I was saying before. I would like this for this to be released by... The people that made Rocket Man, who I'm not going to Google right now because I Googled them earlier and forgot, and I'm sorry. And I want to say it was Fox, but I don't think that's correct. Maybe it's Paramount. Maybe it's Warner Brothers. At this point, I am unsure, and I'm so sorry if I've disrespected anybody by not knowing the uh, company, even though I literally Googled it, and I am too scared to do that right now. So, yes, beautiful. Um, yeah, it... Uh, Oh, thank you, Uncle Paul. It is, they were bootlegs for years. We, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm so scared to uh, mess up anything. We love it. Um, but yeah, so here is, oh my God, I'm so excited about this. Here is um, Taryn uh, and Elton John singing Tiny Dancer. And I was so happy. They did Elton John such justice in this particular track. The movie was like, you know, it was the movie. It was it was good. It it worked, but this the singing these tracks. I can literally have them sing together. You will hear it, and it is a spiritual experience, and I'm so happy about it. And honestly, I might just take this particular track and put it on like SoundCloud or somewhere where I can't make profits because I really that's like really illegal, and I don't want to do that to anyone. And like literally, like please stream this on Spotify because I really feel bad every time anyone puts up music. But this is so good, and I want people to be able to hear it if they want uh, on their own time. I'll let me just play the song so you can hear it for yourself. I I love this. Like I was editing this together, and I was like, this is exactly what I want the show to be is this particular song. So shout out to all the Elton John stands out there. Not to offend the Elton John community, so we love them. Um, let's just hop skip and jump directly into it um blast this one if you want i really love it it makes me so happy so yeah here we go Oh 
seamstress for the band. Pretty eyes, a barren smile. You'll marry a music man. I just love I just love that so much and maybe that's just me maybe I just really love Tiny Dancer but like I don't love Tiny Dancer that much I just think they really killed it like maybe that's just me but yeah I don't know um to me that is the best oh my gosh literally the 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 audio and equalization on this is so fun today I love like just completely and utterly like playing with the volume all the time um, but yeah, I don't know. I love it a lot. Uh, thank you so much. Who You know who else who killed that is, thank you, Uncle Paul, always providing the facts, um, that the Beatles producer, George Martin's son, Giles, producer, Giles Martin, did produce the, move, the music for Rocket Man. So thank you, Giles Martin. Honest, honest angel, we appreciate you. Sorry, I am, again, we're, we're doing great. Um, but yes, so let's have a little conversation here. So, I personally believe that I played the best three first. The one after this is um, is good, too. But uh, this song and then the last two are um, interesting moments in time. The last one's a little bit of an exception, but we'll get there. So, um, this is from the movie Lady Sings the Blues. Now, if you know anything about me, you will know that my favorite human being in the entire world is Billie Holiday. I love her so much. Now, the only person who can do Billie Holiday true justice is Audra McDonald. And Audra McDonald is spotted to uh, be the uh, version of Billie Holiday that will be in the new Billie Holiday biopic that actually discusses the fact that she was hunted by the FDN, which, you know, um, I'm not going to talk about much more on air, but that was a interesting um, moment in time that everybody should truly try and educate themselves about. And if not, I will send you my 30-page Billie Holiday research paper because it is interesting and I love it. Also, uh, yeah. Anyway, so Diana Ross played... Um, Billie Holiday in uh, uh, Lady Sings the Blues in the 70s, I think. Um, Diana Ross is an amazing, amazing singer. Let's just disclaimer, like Diana Ross is unbelievable. Diana Ross as Billie Holiday, Billie Holiday is an extremely specific style of voice and I personally believe if you were going to cast somebody to play a very prominent musical and historical figure and you are going to ask them to record the versions of the songs and then sing those recordings of the songs in the show or in the movie 
I think there should be an effort made to sound a little bit like the artist. That's my personal opinion. You can attack me if you want, but that is my personal opinion. And you will see this pop up in the songs that I am going to play next. Um, the uh, uh, Johnny Cash is a little bit of an exception, but the last two, oh my gosh, we'll get there. Also, something interesting is that uh, Diana Ross and then kind of the last two don't sing in the key of the original. So this was super fun to splice. So just please bear with me with this. But I didn't want to change the key because I wanted you guys to really, really, really hear it and really hear the differences. And that is the point of the show is to point out the differences and similarities in this because that is really important in my personal opinion in a biopic that re-records very like influential songs by influential people. So here is Billie Holiday and Diana Ross singing Lover Man. Please take of this what you will. Reminder that I did my very, 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 very best to splice this together as well as possible. Love a man, oh, where can you be? The night is cold And I'm so all alone I'd give my soul Just to call you my own Hugging and a-kissing Oh, what we've been missing Okay, so that was Billie Holiday and Diana Ross singing Loverman. So, again, as I said before, Diana Ross, wonderful, wonderful singer. Um, she sounds like Diana Ross in this. She does not sound like Billie Holiday. Those are my thoughts, feelings, and opinions. Um, opinions are not facts, but those are my opinions. I appreciate that Diana Ross was doing the bluesy, let's start on the offbeat thing, which was kind of why it sounded weird. Also, I realized that this is a little biased towards Billie Holiday because A, number one, I am very much in love, as stated earlier, with Billie Holiday, and B, number two, 
I am, uh, uh, I definitely displayed Diana Ross's, like, singing higher, because the key is higher, um, in, in, uh, opposition to Billie Holiday, so maybe I didn't paint this in the best light, but, uh, again, opinions are not facts, and that is my opinion. So this is, uh, Johnny Cash, uh, singing Folsom Prison Blues, not the live one, we love the live one, but... I tried to keep it somewhat, almost relatively in the same key, and Joaquin Phoenix playing Johnny Cash, singing Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, this is a lot closer to the original. They're a little bit off. I personally think that's just because Joaquin Phoenix sings kind of sharp. I don't, I, I think that it's, I don't think that that's a, a choice. I think that that's just Joaquin Phoenix um, singing. Uh, but let's listen through it. Let's see how we feel. We will get back to you after the break or after the song. I don't know, we're thriving. I hear the train a-coming It's rolling around the bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling down to San Antonio. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son, always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and There's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. But I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. But those people keep a moving, and that's what tortures me. fine honestly uh it's from the movie walk the line i forgot to say that earlier uh i have not seen much of walk the line i'm not gonna lie to you i turned it on and then i fell asleep and that's not the fault of the movie um but yeah uh details um uh the relationship between johnny and june cash and it does a lot more i don't know it's interesting so this next song I understand that Judy Garland has become a little bit of a controversial figure in the past. I mean, she's always been a little controversial, but, like, so, uh, information resurfaced on the internet about her doing um, some extremely highly highly offensive things um, in the beginning of her uh, career. Um, if you want to Google that, feel free. I'm not going to talk about it because I... I'm scared of talking about it on air, and that's just the tea on that. Um, however, comma, I, the new, very new biopic, like, literally a week ago, came out with Renee Zellweger about, um, Judy Garland. I said Julie, Judy Holiday. wow. Um, and, yeah, um, I have some very strong opinions about it. Uh, as with Diana Ross, I personally think that if you are playing a character in, 
a movie that and you are specifically asked to sing, you should not only be singing in the style of the character, but you should or geez, it's a it's a person. It's a not a character, but I guess to that person it is a character. I don't know, it's a little messy. But yeah, um those are my opinions. Uh and second, uh uh try your very best at casting directors. This is again unsolicited advice and I'm really sorry and opinions are not facts. To cast somebody who can sing the songs that matter, specifically the really famous ones, in the right key. I don't know. I think it's really important. I think that it's important that it sounds a lot like the original because you are going through all the effort. You are getting through all the effort to re-record an album and that's so expensive and it's so much work and that's so much time. And, 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 and I just personally think that, that if you're really trying to recreate really truly the career and life of somebody, that you should be doing them full justice and that involves like recreating their songs in, in a very specific way and maybe that's just my opinion but all of these biopics are super interesting and biopics in general are super interesting because they take a very specific person or moderner I, moderner more modern or modernist idea of a human being and create a specific narrative of their life which is why lady sings the blues excluded a lot of billy holiday's life um that sort of thing. A little bit with Rocket Man, it talks about something interestingly. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody did that a lot. You will know that Bohemian Rhapsody is not on this playlist specifically because the uh, songs in Bohemian Rhapsody were Queen and lip syncing. You know what I mean? This is a uh, <laughs> really interesting version of the trolley song that took me a really long time to splice together because it was. These are two extremely different songs. I just want to let everybody know before we begin that these are two very different songs, so we're going to do our very best. Um, this is Judy Garland and Renee Zellweger uh, singing the trolley song. Uh, Renee is singing it from the movie Judy, and Judy is singing it from the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. Here we go. <laughs> My high starch collar and my high top shoes and my hair piled high upon my head. I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. With this light brown derby and his bright green tie, he was quite the handsomest of men. I started to yen, so I counted to ten, then I counted to ten again. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. From the moment I saw him, I fell. Chug, chug, chug went the motor. Thump, thump, thump went the brake. Thump, thump, thump went my heartstrings. When he smiled, you could feel it heart shake. He tipped his hat and took a seat. He said he hoped he hadn't stepped upon my feet. He asked my name. I held my I couldn't speak because he scared me half to death. Buzz, buzz, buzz went the buzzer. Plop, plop, plop went the wheels. Stop, stop went my heart springs. As he started to go, then I started to know how it feels when the universe rings. The day was bright, the air was sweet. The smell of honeysuckle charmed you off your feet. You tried to sing, but couldn't squeak. In fact, you loved him so you couldn't even speak. Buzz, buzz, buzz went the buzzer. Plop, plop, plop went the wheels. Stop, stop went my heart springs. As he started to leave, I took hold of his sleeve with my hand. It was grand just to stand with his hand holding mine to the end of the line. Clang, 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 with the trolley, clang, clang, with the trolley. Sing, 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 with my heart. Oh! 
Alright, that was The Trolley Song by Judy Garland and Renee Zellweger. Once again, um, Judy Garland is an extremely iconic voice. Meet Me in St. Louis is an extremely iconic movie. Also, there are musical adaptations of Meet Me in St. Louis where the actress who plays, the character that Judy Garland plays, sings it in that key. Um, I did try to find a version by Judy Garland that is sung in that key. I tried very hard. I tried very hard to match Ms. Renelle Zellwinger uh, in her key, but alas, comma, space, that did not happen. Um, again, might be biased because I played it against Judy. Um, I think she's pretty good in the movie. I have actually not seen it. I've seen a couple of trailers. I've seen a couple of clips that are on, you know, movie clips on YouTube, but I don't know. Mm-hmm, interesting. Uh, our next mo- uh, song is actually from a movie that has not come out yet. It comes out on October 19th on Lifetime, and it's a Lifetime original, but it features two of my favorite human beings in the entire world, Loretta Lynch and Patsy Cline. If you don't know who Patsy Cline is, she sings, Crazy, I'm scared, feeling crazy, so lonely. I'm crazy, crazy for feeling so blue. Iconic song. Um, That is uh, really good. It's one of my favorite songs. Yes, I just messed up the lyrics. I told you, I'm nervous and anxious. Um, But yeah, uh, so like a month ago i thought it came out like this week but i lied and i just couldn't find it um jesse mueller and megan hilty from wonderful lovely broadway fame actually sang blue moon of kentucky which is a patsy klein song i'm sorry no loretta lynch i tried very hard the the musical uh yeah there were some issues with that um, but yes, this is another instance. Now, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think this is in the biopic for anything other than like an end credits moment. I don't think this shows Patsy Cline singing this. I could be wrong because she did cover it or she did sing it with a couple of different groups. Um, but this is two individuals, so I wasn't totally sure. As said before, um, this has not come out yet. So this is another one of those super fun instances where they don't match up at all. I tried really hard to get them to match up. I tried really hard to get them to sing and sync. I think there's a moment where they quote sing and sync for like two bars and it's a disaster, but you will see. This is Blue Moon of Kentucky by, I just wanted to kind of throw this in there as like a last song kind of moment because I just wanted to see what happened. Um, I don't, this kind of is an exception from the rest where it's like, I don't believe that like th- these people are not uh, being Patsy Klein in the song. They're just covering a Patsy Klein song, but it's like, I don't know. It's like in the biopic, so it's interesting. I think I love it. Like with um, I'm not there. There were a ton of like different artists that covered Bob Dylan songs, and a ton of because Bob Dylan was played by like, I don't know, like eight different actors. Like it was very cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is a. Uh, to be determined as to where this lies in the biopic, but I think it's a really really good song. A and B. I think it's a song that. I think it's interesting to see how it goes with this song and with Patsy Cline, because Patsy Cline, again, iconic voice. So let's just get into it. This is Blue Moon of Kentucky by Patsy Cline and then covered by Jesse Mueller and Megan Hilty. Blue Moon of Kentucky, keep on a shining. Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue.
week four, I tried really, 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 really hard to get them to sing in sync. Uh, them being completely and utterly different tempos and keys, so wonderful and great. Uh, that was Blue Moon of Kentucky by Patsy Cline and covered by Jesse Mueller and Megan Hilty. So thank you so much for listening to my show. Again, I have a lot of opinions on biopics. I think that ones that record original soundtrack should definitely be done in a specific way. They should be casting specific actors that can sing the roles. I think that singing is often like not potentially... I don't know, maybe it's not always the first decision for casting directors, which like I get is also really, really, really important to get the look of the person that you're trying to portray because that's like a really important thing. But I think if you're going to go through the effort to record, you know, take all that time and effort and money to record an original cast album and make like be very, very certain that that's exactly what you want to do. Like, I believe that the actor, either the actor should be able to sing the role or you should hire somebody else, like, a la Zac Efron in High School Musical who can sing it. Um, those are my personal opinions. Once again, opinions are not fact, but as my Aunt Carolyn texted me, opinions are important. So thank you for that. Um, once again, if you listen to this, I love and appreciate you. Um, <laughs> sorry that I couldn't uh, record it uh, the way I was supposed to. Yeah, I don't know. It was very nice and exciting. My last show went a little bit over, so I wanted to respect the person after me and make sure that this show didn't run over. I also really could not go the physical and mental effort of trying to find an eighth song from a biopic with an original soundtrack that was somewhat even a that was on a streaming service because i'm not allowed to post things uh uh podcasts that with songs that are not on streaming services and b that was like uh, had the ability to splice with the original um so yes thank you so much for listening if you had a favorite one um let me know again my personal favorite was the elton john one just because it blended together so beautifully i don't even know it was so nice that's just uh it was so nice it was so easy to edit too i was like great put them together on the chorus give them that young like in sync just like put it down a little bit so they don't like you know, raise the volume because they are so both on key and together that it will raise the volume because that's what happens in music when people are really super in sync. But yes, those are my opinions. Those are my thoughts. Um, I appreciate you all for listening. Thank you very much. I don't really have much else to say. I'm going to leave it to the next person and uh, yeah, please listen to Brianna's show. I'm sure it will be wonderful. Thank you for listening to this. I, if you guys want any other of these mixes besides the Elton John one, let me know and I'll try and post them on SoundCloud, but they aren't going on anywhere else because I will not take profits away from the people who actually paid and put time and effort and money into recording them and doing that. But if I'm not going to make money off of it, I also don't want to take money away. It's a whole thing and I don't really want, you know what I mean? I just really don't like it when people try and take money away from the people who are literally paid to do this job. So A, don't do that if you're listening. That's a horrible thing to do. Um, But yeah, if you want the mixes, maybe I'll just like put them on a private uh, SoundCloud and just like give you the link so you can listen to them. But yes, very, very, very much love to you. Um, I appreciate you all. I love you so much. Um, You are listening to WZLY Wellesley. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Be good to the world. I love you and have a beautiful and wonderful night.